0: Welcome back to the happy hangout with Christy. So we are continuing. This is part two of the interview with Rob Lawless, the guy who has a project. He's going to meet 10,000 people one-on-one for one hour. And now he's asking me some questions. So I hope you enjoy. That's the thing is when you're doing what you love because you love it, then that's when things start to fall in place. So that's neat. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: You have any questions for me?
1: I do. I will. So what is your path? You're in, like, outside of Dallas now. Are you from there originally?
0: I'm from Tyler. Uh, Tyler, you know, it's about an hour and a half from Dallas. And it's it's a city of about uh, probably a little over 100,000. And I've lived here most of my life. And it's a... We are the... uh, We'll see. We're the Rose Capital of the world. (laughs) We have um, the Rose Parade and these... uh, I don't know, really cool, we have Azalea Trails, which is um, beautiful downtown, part of downtown where people drive through and see azalea flowers. It's really, it's a really pretty area. I love, I love being here. It's the perfect place to raise my kids. And um, it's a real, we're in the Bible Belt. okay. And so I, I'm a Christian, so I feel very much like, um, not that we're in a bubble. But I feel very blessed to be able to raise my kids here, mm-hmm. you know, because we're, we're I don't know. We're this just where I grew up. Yeah. What I know, you
1: know. So have you have you ever like moved away for like work or school or anything?
0: I did. I went to um, it was only like an hour and a half away, but I did go to college at Stephen F. Austin and I studied education. And so I was a teacher for about three years and then I got pregnant. We'll back up. I got married in '94, okay, and then um, yeah, became a teacher, and then had my son three years later, '98, and stayed home from there.
1: Okay, nice. How um, first, what inspired you to go into education?
0: So, ever since I was little, I remember playing in the neighborhood. As a child, you know, back then we played outside (laughs) in the woods and it was safe. And my best friend and I would always be teachers and we'd make all the neighborhood kids come. and We're like, "Okay, you're going to go to school whether you (laughs) want to or not. And that's just where it started. I loved and we both became teachers. I just um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of how that came about. But I just loved being in that position.
1: Yeah, I've met a lot of teachers through my project. And it's always cool to hear. Like I've heard that storyline as well of people playing teacher when they were kids. And my sister used to do that in our basement. My brother and I would have to play the students. I was curious how you met your husband.
0: Oh, okay. So we met our first year in college. We were in a biology lab together. And I just remember walking in the room and he was sitting at a different table. And I I saw him. I felt like he's kind of looking at me. And... So I was intrigued, interested, and then sat at my table, which I'm from, Tyler, and that's where the junior college was that I went to. And so I actually was set, they set us in alphabetical order. And it happened to be my cousin and a friend from high school and then my husband, Dwayne. And so here I was knowing everybody except him. And, you know, so he comes to the table and we just kind of got to know each other right there, dissecting frogs together. Night. he would pass me a little note, like, do you want to go out sometime? That kind of thing. So it's pretty funny. But then we ended up not staying together. We actually never like, we never like dated. We went on one date and then we, we kind of knew each other's friends and all. And so five years later, when I was at Stephen F. Austin in Nacogdoches, Texas, um, he came to hang out with friends and it was my last year of college, both of our last years. And it was kind of like. What am I going to do next? And so he asked me out on a date, and it was just that connection that we always had that little bit of a connection, but it was like the timing was right because before I wasn't ready to grow up, he wasn't ready to grow up. But anyway, the timing was right. I've been married 20, I think this year is 26 years. Wow. Uh,
1: yeah, that's great. I, yeah, I think about the commitment of marriage as I get older too, like you realize how. I was just talking to someone about this, of like the idea of love. And like, I don't know if you've seen on TikTok, there's a song called Met at Disney. That was very popular. Yes, yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's so true. Because And even the concept of love when you're younger, it's like, you're almost taught to believe that all you have to do is fall in love. And then like love is gonna carry you through the relationship. And I think love is really important. And I think that's where the commitment comes from. But I'm like, yeah. I feel like, and what I've heard is that it's a lot of work and like sacrifice and understanding and compromise. And so, love it's is like, there, but it's like you have to put like get your hands dirty type thing. Uh,
0: yes, and that's the one thing that that you can compare it to is like a car. Cars need maintenance. You gotta, you know, change the oil. You gotta do all the things to nurture it and care for it, or it's gonna fall apart. And it's just like a marriage. Same exact thing is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and over twenty six years, we've had our ups and downs, you know. And I feel like sometimes I'm like, D- I don't know you, <laughs> I uh-huh. still don't know you. And then now we're at the point where we're almost empty nesters. We have a daughter too, and um, and so it's kind of like, uh, what do we do now? <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: when we've just doted on our kids this whole time, and so now we're back to our dogs. Like when we first got married, we just loved our dogs, and they were everything. Yeah, and then. Our kids are almost grown. Now we're back to like, okay. Our dogs are the only thing we have.
1: <laughs> gotcha, that's funny. So were you? So you taught for three years. What grades did you teach, and what did you teach?
0: I wanted to teach younger. I wanted to teach like second grade, but I ended up getting a job in fifth grade, and um, I it was self contained, so I taught every subject. And I ended up loving the fifth grade because they got my jokes. You know, they could write their name on the paper. And so in the end, it was where I was supposed to be. I still love those kids. I still think of them as kids, but I've had them contact me on Facebook and say, you are my favorite teacher. Mm -hmm. And so if anybody is listening and they um, have ever thought for one moment about a special teacher, I would encourage them to reach out because that means so much because at the time, you're like, I don't know if anything I say or anything I'm doing is making a difference. So when you reach out to those teachers, it's just really special, you know, mm. that you made a difference in their life.
1: Yeah, I'm sure to, to hear from the students afterwards and understand that what you did actually had impact them is really cool. My Absolutely. first grade teacher now follows my project and my I've also heard from my fifth grade teacher. Uh, so it's cool to hear from them, <clears throat> especially now as an adult, because I'm like, ah, I understand that you weren't just a character who didn't understand me. You were a person that, again, had your own life and was yeah. probably my age at the time that you were teaching me, so
0: is that crazy?
1: Yeah, so you did that for three years and then did you transition into being a mother full time?
0: I did, I did, and I'm a real creative person. So that's when you're talking about your analytical mind, I'm like, oh my gosh. I don't have that part of the brain, not mm-hmm. at all. I'm a creative. <laughs> so um, I I found myself being part of mom groups and in the mom group, I was like the craft leader. And then um, I started sewing and had an Etsy shop, you know, Etsy is right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, and so I'd sell things in Etsy. And then now I actually, I, I have uh, two hand lettering books. I teach hand lettering. You know what that is? Yeah. 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 Like calligraphy kind of. And so my passion is uh, connecting women through creativity and faith. And so I have um, membership groups online on Facebook. One is iPad lettering and the other was just with pen and paper. And they my biggest goal is to help them, encourage them to be the light to other people. So one's called Be the Light. One's called Shine Bright. And so it's just that constant encouragement of, um, you know, making things for people, sending things to people. We're doing Happy Mail right now, which is super fun. Do you know what Happy Mail is? No. Happy Mail is just, let me show you.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Anyway, so here's some Uh, of my lettering. Yeah, yeah. And so I've I've been making a bunch of these. I'm posting posting them on TikTok. If you want to see some great Happy Mail, you need to get on TikTok.
1: Check it out on TikTok,
0: yeah. I have to ask you. So I noticed that most of the people you interview are younger. Mm. So I'm 49. Okay. Would you say, I mean, do you, have you interviewed many people my age?
1: I would say that it definitely skews younger. I think it's like a product of keeping track of it on Instagram. I think the audience like skews more 18 to 34. Like it's probably like a bell curve, right? Um, So
0: I'm pretty young for my age, basically. I'm pretty young and hip. Is that what you're saying? Yeah.
1: yeah. (laughs) Especially
0: to to be on TikTok, you don't see a lot of people my age, but there are, it's growing.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's great. I mean, I think there's no reason someone your age shouldn't be on Instagram or TikTok. It's a place for everyone. And I think it's really valuable for people. And so I think like, what are you Gen X? Is that like what your label would be? I think I am. (laughs) Okay. I think
0: so. I don't
1: know. <laughs> so I feel like like my parents are 69 and 68. And, like, they still would rather print out a MapQuest than follow the GPS on their phone that, like, tells them exactly where to turn. And they get all flustered with it. And I'm like, uh, the, I think from a millennial generation, especially because we got hated on so much, like us seeing some of the older generations refuse to adapt to technology is a pitfall that we don't want to get ourselves into. And so and I think for years, too, like you you had a different experience with technology, but you weren't like crazily far away from when things were developing. Right.
0: Um, I so, had a computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I grew up with a computer, which they, you know, absolutely did not. In fact, I mean, we didn't have a, a home computer until... My husband and I got married in like 94, I think. Okay. So, you know, that was just not normal for people to have that at home.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I think I I do hear that sometimes people that I like that's why I'm happy that you reached out to chat because I me having a lot more people in the 18 to like 35 range is not me seeking out those people. It's yeah. me getting constant messages from those people and so when the Today Show happened, I got a lot, a lot of messages from baby boomers who were like, hey, you're not meeting people like me. And I was like, well, yeah. this is great. Now I have the opportunity to meet people like you. Um, and so I try to diversify, especially now because it's virtual, it's a bit easier. Like when I was doing things in person, I was kind of at the mercy of who reached out to me in that area. But now I try to make sure that I do a good job of diversifying from like, age race background like all the different things and i like that too like as a person going through this project i don't want to meet the same person every day it's it's in my best interest to stay fresh by having different perspectives um so yeah and i i i'm interested to see how that works too because like how people are exposed to my project instagram and tiktok are like you saw that one TikTok had like 125,000 views. And so I got like 700 messages from that alone. And so the, the, the pace at which something like this can spread on social media is much yeah. faster than it can spread through traditional media, like a, an article or something like that. Uh, but I am interested to see if it ever gets to like the point of Netflix, like how that impacts that happens, who reaches yeah. out to be part of it. And like, so it's still to me is very much in the building phase And it like hasn't really opened up into what it's going to be for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's so, that's great. um, That made me think of something too. Oh, TikTok. Like not, not a lot of people my age are on. of course what we, what they hear in the news every day is it's going to shut down or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think it's here to stay. And I think it's incredible for business. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just like you got all those responses, like you would, you would get that on Instagram. Right. You wouldn't get that on Facebook. I mean, TikTok is just this whole, to me, different platform. You can reach so many people so quickly. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like it to me.
1: Yeah. I'm very, like, you hear them, people talk about the algorithm and how good it is at serving you up what you're interested in. But I'm just like, it's crazy because the people who were exposed to that video were the people who would. Come over to Instagram, shoot me a message, and want to be part of the project. And so, I'm like, they really found the best audience to put it in front of.
0: For real, it, yeah, it's amazing. It, the community there is just—it's just completely different. I, I've seen so many different funny TikTok videos where this is the Facebook Karen. Okay. And then and then you've got the Instagram, you know, beautiful pictures and then mm-hmm. you know, TikTok is the party. Yeah. And so if I could I'm trying to like tell my friends, you just don't get it. I tell my husband all the time, you don't get it. I try to show him videos. I'm really I'm really proud of you as a as a how old am I? 49-year-old woman. <laughs> I'm just so proud of you. I was like if you were my son I'd be so proud. Cuz I think you. it's it's such a cool I you just don't see many people wanting to stop and take the time to do something like
1: that so. mm-hmm. yeah it's a I have had a lot of fun with it and so and I feel like I've always had that that desire for entrepreneurship so I feel like I'm sailing with the wind at my back when I'm doing the project so it's nice it's been a good experience um what I wanted to ask too before we left like I know you said you have the membership groups but you also have the podcast that we talked about about yeah. four, like, tell me yeah. more about that. When did you start that? You said it's it's fairly new.
0: It's really new. Uh, I think I think I have seven interviews on there. Actually, I think the first three I did by myself. And then, the, then I had four interviews. I, I'm still trying to figure it out. You know how sometimes, like your project, you might have thought in the beginning it was going to be this way. And then it kind of, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just transforms into what it needs to be. And so my podcast, I'm still trying to figure it out. Because in the beginning, it's called The Happy Hangout which in the beginning i was like yeah i want it to be all joyful and fun and but then i found myself being like okay there's only so much you can do in that area if that makes sense you've got to it's kind of like a a book where you've got to have that you know the beginning and then you've got to have the climax and then you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then the solution and so that's what i'm finding is is uh how we find our joy and happiness is going through these things that we're going through and, you know, being on the other side of it. I think what it's turning into is how to overcome these really hard obstacles, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and find healing and be the best you. Nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's cool with creative projects. Like they do evolve and sometimes you have to let go of the original idea you had so that it can get to a place where like, it's weird how they take on a life of their own. And it's almost like a child where it's something, like it's got its own path and you have to give a little to let it get there. I have definitely seen that with my project. Like I never intended to meet people virtually and then the pandemic happened. And so this became what it was. And I think it's a blessing for the project. Uh,
0: It gives you a lot more opportunity, I would think, to meet people like we would probably never have connected.
1: Right. Yeah, the the plan was always to like get to a point where I could eventually travel and start meeting people physically in different locations. And that is definitely still in the plans. But it, um, yeah, now like I have met people from other locations that when I eventually do that, I can just hit up people in India or I can hit up people in Pakistan or Germany. And so.
0: Wow, it's opened a lot of doors.
1: Yeah, very lucky and like, continue to like sometimes just like strap on the seatbelt and go for the ride and i think part of that uncertainty is what makes me enjoy it so i can appreciate it yeah. yeah but i will let you go on that note i know we're right at an hour here but i appreciate you taking the time to reach out having me as part of your show being part of my project uh and good luck with like the podcast. I'm excited to see what that turns into for you and the continuation of the groups. I think that's great.
0: Thank you. Yeah, well, I'm rooting for you. Thank you for your project. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't appreciate it. See you on
1: Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will let you know. Uh, and also, you know how I have a picture with yeah. everyone. The way that I do that is once we hop off the call, okay. if you can just snap a selfie on your phone, okay, and then DM it to me in the next couple of minutes. I'm going to take one here and I'll put us next to each other.
0: Sounds good. I just love what he's doing. If you want to reach out to him and be one of his 10,000 friends and talk to him for one hour, one-on-one, you can find him in my show notes here. So I'll give you the way to contact him. I say, go for it. I mean, what do you have to lose, right? You make a new friend. Hey, don't forget to like and subscribe while you're here. We want to make sure that you don't miss an episode. And you know what? Leaving a rating would even be better. I will love you for ever. Y'all have a good day.